Hello and welcome to the FDT-TV podcast, available on all platforms, including YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple, loads of stuff. Go and follow us on YouTube if you haven't already. Get us up to 100 subscribers. It might make us much easier to find for everybody else. Uh, but we have had an interesting week. Liverpool have sort of had, had a bit of resurgence, even though Mo, Mo Salah didn't score. Uh, so I'm half right still. Uh, still early days. But it looks like we could have one of the busiest transfer deadline days uh, that we've seen in a while. I mean, three weeks ago, we were close to, I think, within 400 million of breaking the, the record for a transfer window. And 400 million sounds a lot. But when West Ham are spending £50 million on a player, Fafana's going for 70 Manchester United spending £90 million on someone who's no one's ever heard of. Um, 400 million ain't a lot. But no. how many clubs, Mike, do you think have broken their transfer record this transfer window? Um, and can I you name know. them? I know Nottingham Forest have. Yes. Um, and say so if you have a guess in the in in the comment section on YouTube, if you haven't got this far already, there are six clubs. If you can name them and the player without looking it up, then we'll pin your comment. I, de- I definitely know Nottingham Forest have because they were talking about it the other day. Yeah. Um, Morgan Gibbs White from Wolverhampton Wanderers for twenty six point five million pounds. Fulham? Uh, Fulham are not on the list. No. No. Brentford? Brentford are on the list. Do you know the player? No. Keane Lewis Potter from Hull for £17 million. I was hoping West Ham would go in for him. Come from the same sort of background as uh, Jared Bowen. So I think we'll be a decent player in a couple of years. Not quite at it yet. Liverpool? Uh, Liverpool, no. Okay. Liverpool's record signing is Virgil van Dijk. Okay. Oh, but <clears throat> I know Luis Diaz or uh, Dolman Nunez. They weren't cheap. No. Um, but obviously not their club record signing. Um, P- player that has moved. Uh, I'll give you the player. Alexander Isaac. Who was linked oh, with Newcastle. Arsenal. Yeah, yes. He was linked with, with Arsenal for a little while. Uh, £63 million pound to Newcastle from wherever he came from. <laughs> <laughs> was it something? Um, I think it was blue it, and white, Italy. Blue and white kit. Um, <clears throat> was it San Pandoria? No. Uh, uh, Villa, Villa. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm guessing. <clears throat> I know they're playing blue and white. Though. Yeah, and then so um, so you've got three out of the six. Would you like the others? Yeah, go on. Then. West Ham with Lucas Paqueta from Leon, fifty million pounds with add-ons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers have signed Matthias Nunes for £40 million. Uh, Leeds have signed Brennan Aronson uh, for £30 million. And, La- and, 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 and I was going to say last but not least, but that is it. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so uh, six over a quarter of the Premier League have broken their transfer record this season, which means that obviously a lot of money has been flying about. There are obviously a lot of transfer rumours still going on. Manchester United are linked with all sorts of players. And I, if I'm honest, I think they could spend an absolute fortune on deadline day. Um, obviously, that Anthony looks like he's coming in for £85 million, mm-hmm. um, which is just madness. Uh, Chelsea are dipping in the market and being linked with Zaha. Fafana's flown out to America to have a medical 
and that's like 70 million. Sorry, pardon me. Anthony um, Gordon as well. Anthony Gordon for 60 million. Um, interestingly, though, um, it looks like Kante could be going to PSG. They're oh, okay. sniffing about. Um, obviously, he's not played lots of minutes, but that could be one of the outs. The same as Conor Gallagher going to Crystal Palace. But I think if they let him go, they'll have a number of bids for him. Mm-hmm. Um, decent player. Obviously, got sent off at the weekend. Uh, hasn't had the best of times in a Chelsea shirt, but Chelsea are not playing at their top, top level that they have been. Um, an interesting one that I read today, Ross Barkley has been let go from Chelsea so he could sign for someone on a free transfer now we see him do really well when he first come through the, the scenes he played 100 games for Chelsea believe it or not um, but he's um, one of those players who was on the peripheral of being really good and then moved to Chelsea and that disappeared do you think you, we could see him at, at sort of a, a, another Premier League club or do you think he'll go abroad um, <coughs> how old is he? Is he what, 20... 28? Like 28, 29? Yeah. I would think somewhere around there. Um, you could still see him at our Premier League club when I wouldn't surprise me because Nottingham Forest have, I think they've made something stupid like 14 or 15 transfers already this transfer window. So you never know, it might end up somewhere like a Nottingham Forest or a Fulham or uh, a. Um, could we see him? Link up with David Moyes again at West Ham. Quite possibly. He's 28. Quite possibly. So he's still got at least another three, four years minimum. Yeah. Um, obviously, depending because I think previously he's had problems with injuries as well, hasn't he? I think um, so, yeah. But once you start on the injury track, you then struggle to get back into the team, maybe push yourself to get into the team too quickly, you then get up like compounding injuries and all sorts, so it then becomes very difficult. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean he's a quality player. Absolute quality player and still could cut it within the Premier League without a shadow of a doubt. And there are probably I think any of the bot the top uh, sorry, the bottom ten teams at least could benefit from a player with his experience. Yeah. Um but it wouldn't surprise me if he does end up going somewhere to like the MLS or something because he'll probably make a fortune out there. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I think if he's serious about playing football, he w- he will go to another team within the Premier League. Yeah. If he's in it just for the money, he'll go to somewhere like the MLS or you never know. Actually, some of these French teams uh, are splashing the cash a little bit. We've yeah. seen. Aaron Ramsey, Alexis Sanchez, Matteo Guendouzi, um, Nicholas Pepe's gone out on loan back out there, Kolasinac is out there. I mean, there was a, a game that was played yesterday, was, and I think between the two teams, they had six Arsenal players. Yeah. You know, Tavares is out on loan out there. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, crazy. the amount of money that the <clears> French teams <throat> are getting from Premier League transfers is, is boosting their league, isn't it? It's, mm. it's soon not going to become a farmer's league because all the clubs are, are swarming in money. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that two, two, two to Shemi from uh, Monaco, I, I see has joined Real Madrid for s- some ridiculous fee. Uh, I know that's not Premier League, but like he was linked with lots of Premier League clubs and no one wanted to meet the, the, the criteria. But mm-hmm. 
yeah, I mean, Paqueta's come over for 50 million. There's been a number of other teams that have signed French players or French from French teams. But yeah, um, a big one that I do have a question about. Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. He's made it of made it clear that he wants to leave. He said that on Friday there's going to be a big announcement one way or another. Um, I mean, we had a bit of discussion at the weekend, and I think it was sort of like the general consensus was we'd drop him. A player like that, you don't need that bad influence. They've been trying to get rid of players. Um, I think Ten Hag has put his foot down a little bit with it. But it's it's very difficult to get rid of a player that's on half a million pound a week or there or thereabouts. That's no, I mean he's the wrong side of thirty by a long ways. Thirty seven is he? Mm-hmm. Um, and all right, he's one of the best players of all time. But it's not like he's twenty eight and in his prime anymore. He's 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 on the decline, and he doesn't do the tracking back that maybe he once did. Um. Obviously, the team that have been linked with him are Chelsea. Do you see, because they're out with without a striker, that they could go in for him? Um, could you see that as a, as a possibility? Yeah, I, obviously you can see it as a possibility. But where you've got the likes of... Aubameyang's name has been floated around with Chelsea as well. Yep. Um <clears throat> Again, he's a younger player, scores goals, proven in the Premier League, but is another player that could turn a dressing room toxic. Um, I, sp- I suppose it just depends on A, whether they can cover his wages for the rest of the season. But again, they'll probably end up having to give him this season or the rest of the season and next season as well. Yeah. So that's going to put him at 38, 39. Um, <clears throat> by the time his contract's up, and he ain't going to be playing every game for over the next two seasons, is he? No, because he. Uh, oh, granted, as you mentioned earlier, he's he's an absolute machine of a man, but <clears throat> he knows the limits of his body, and therefore maybe that's taken into account of the fact he's not doing all the running around and stuff. So, yeah. But <clears throat> sorry, and I, that was a really roundabout way of answering your question. Yes, it could be a possibility. Nothing's impossible, impossible, especially within the Premier League, because some of the teams have money, and where money talks, bullshit walks. Yes. So it's yes, it's a possibility. I don't personally see it happening. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it ended up back in Syria or or somewhere like that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but. Yeah, he'll either, he'll either stay at Manchester United for the for the rest of the season because yep. I think his contract's up at the end of the season anyway mm-hmm. um, and then be able to go on a free and then he can pick up. Do you know what? That wouldn't surprise me, actually, if come January he then signs for an MLS team because the amount of money that they've got out in the MLS, they yep. pay their players ridiculous wages and that's that's a paycheck. Yes, um, you could see him joining like into Miami or something like that with David Beckham, yes. couldn't you? And linking up, yeah. Um, but that, so yeah, we mean there's lots of different transfer rooms and stuff. Um, but at the minute, our predictions for the Premier League table are looking a little bit odd. Yeah, 
Yes. I don't think we ever... Just, just we, we didn't see Leicester finishing bottom. No. Um, currently the only team on one point. Um, I'm surprised that all the teams have already got points, only being four games in. I thought there might have been a couple that struggled to pick that up, but, but Nottingham Forest uh, are signing everybody. And in this, I think for a team that's come up through the playoffs, they look really good. Um, and I would, I was about to say, I think they're the best team that's come up in a long time. But Fulham, they've, they've come back with a, uh, a purpose. Yeah. Um, and, and say, as we said, that Marco Silva does really well and he falls off of a cliff. So it will happen at some point. But, but Mitrovic, we've seen him in the Premier League uh, with Newcastle. We've seen him with Fulham. Um, and he's always looked all right. But I think... He's matured. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's changed his game. He's got better, and he he's driving from the front, isn't he? And I think Arsenal see that in full effect with uh, a little bit of of uh, Gabriel getting caught on the ball. Um, oh, and I, I say when when I see the highlights, I thought you you, you and Dan watching it, I thought mm, there's going to be a bit of shouting going on there. <laughs> I can imagine it probably wasn't very happy with that. Um, but yeah, what, well, what's th- your thoughts on on not only that game, but but Mitrovic driving Fulham forward? Right. So there was there's two parts to this story. <clears throat> One, uh, the um, I think there was uh, something that happened to Mitrovic, and then you can see um, I think it was when Ramsdale kicked the ball at his face or something, and then he's down on the floor, and all of the you could see the Arsenal fans giving him the hand gestures, telling him to get up and all this sort of business. And I was like, don't be doing that because, you know, exactly he's going to score against us. It was at which point, I think it was about five minutes later, my wife called me and said, "Um, right, it's your turn to change the baby's nappy. So I was like, fair enough. Went and changed the baby's nappy, knee deep in shit. And then I hear, oh, for fuck's sake. And I turn around and I see that Mitrovic scores. I was like, oh, this is perfect. And you you knew it was going to happen. I said to you last week that whilst I would feel comfortable with a win, I said that we will concede on this one and yeah. it will be Mitrovic that scored. Um, <clears throat> but when you look at the manner, I mean, fair play to him. He, he Mitrovic pounced on uh, Gabriel and yeah. he did it really well and finished really coolly as well. Yeah. I think possibly Ramsdale could have done a little bit more, but again, I'm not going to blame anyone except Gabriel, but he knows he balls up at that particular point. Now, in terms of the game, um, <clears throat> Fulham played really well. Yeah, I think we had the majority of the possession in the first half and creating the majority of the chance. However, they were playing, I think, as everyone expected them to be, with counter-attacking football. Yeah. And there was a good couple of chances where they could have um, scored more than what they did. Um, pegged us back even further but I've got to say for for around about 60-70 minutes um, we looked comfortable then obviously we conceded yeah. but and it, it was it, it was kind of like Arsenal of a couple of seasons ago where we needed to concede a goal to get us get you into going. the game yeah. um, and I think that was what happened on this occasion because um, I know, obviously, we scored from a deflection from Erdegaard. But it's it's 
the differences that we've seen from this Arsenal team to compared to other Arsenal teams is that we didn't give up. Yep. And it goes back to something that we've been saying time and time again, is that you don't care if you lose as long as they leave everything on the pitch. Yep. Now, we're starting to see the 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 Mikel Arteta uh, ideology coming out within the team. And he said it a couple of times in the um, All or Nothing documentary. And he says as well, it's like, People will don't won't care as long as you leave everything on pitch. Yes, and we're starting to see that mentality coming through, and it's obviously working because we're now four games and four wins. Yep. I know you can look at some of the opposition and think, um, well, it's only such and such. It's only such and such. When you look at Fulham, we we ended up winning, and now you look at us last season or the season before. That's a game we would have lost. Yep. But the fact that we battled and we battled until the end, and we got the goal to equalise and bring it level. But then we've gone that one step further and showed that we want to get the winner. We're not happy with the draw. Yeah. We want to get that winner. And that's a, a, something I haven't seen from, from Arsenal in a long while. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's, that's pre-Wenger Wenger out, isn't it? That, mm. that You've seen that mentality of, of never say die. Um, but you are the only team with a perfect record. And I think you, you you hit the nail on the head perfectly there with providing, and this is something we've been saying for years, providing you leave it all out on the pitch, if you're not the best team on the day, it does not matter. Mm. But when you do leave it all out on the pitch, you get results. Whether that be draws or wins or pulling it back from being behind, you get results just through sheer hard work. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's quite clear to see why Fulham won the championship last season. I mean, that's a difficult league to get out of, but they won it quite decisively. Um, yep. And it's obvious why. Um, but do you see Arsenal going the whole way? I know la- this time last year you were ruined. You, were, you weren't quite Arteta out, but you were on the brink of he needs to change something. Otherwise, there's no yes. saving this sinking ship. Yep. What, a, what a contradiction there has been in the, in the starts of this season and last yeah, what a difference 12 months makes. I was saying this to Dan the other day, that the the differences between the mentality from 12 months ago is night and day. I can't, I can't fault it. And to be honest, there was a lot of people that were on the Arteta out bandwagon. And I think a lot of people's eyes have been opened by that documentary. Now, yeah. a lot of people have been digging us out for some of the, me- the training methods and all that sort of stuff that have come out within the documentary. However, I think by seeing like a, an access all areas um, kind of approach to, to what goes on behind the scenes, yeah. to see that your players do really care about what happens within a game, the manager cares. So when, when the fans suffer, the players suffer. When the players suffer, the, the manager suffers. The backroom staff suffer. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just nice to see. And I, I think I said to you the other day that because of everything that's gone on recently, i.e. with the documentary, the recent transfers that we've had, the pre-season that we've had, the start of the season that we've had, it's impossible to get tickets. Now, I'm only a Red member, um, but you could guarantee... For, for something like your Fulham's, Everton's, Aston Villa's, there'd always be tickets come up on a ticket exchange. Yeah. But because a lot of people are behind 
the team at the moment. You can't get them for love nor money. Yeah. Speak to me again come uh, the first couple of weeks in January where we get knocked out of every competition. I'll be able to get tickets, and that's that's the yeah. bit I'll be happy with. <laughs> yeah. Um, in answer to your question, do I think we'll be able to go the whole way? No. Um, I I don't. I'm I'm trying to be realistic here. Um, I still think we are possibly one two seasons away from being able to compete with the 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 best of the best within the league. Yeah. Such as um your, your Man City's, your Liverpools, and obviously time will tell when when those fixtures come up. We'll yes. we'll know where we are. Um, within those standings, and I, to be honest, I'm not expecting anything against the Man Cities, um, your Liverpool's, Manchester United. I think they've hit a good run at the wrong time for us. Obviously, with us playing them on Sunday, yep. with the changes that Ten Hag has made over the last two games, I know they only kind of eked out a win the other day um, against Southampton. But, but yeah, a win's a win, isn't it? It's... Exactly, and looking at the game against Liverpool as well, they looked phenomenal against Liverpool. Yeah. But I'm not sure if Liverpool made them look phenomenal or whether they actually put a shift in. Um, I, I think with with Ten Hag, he he has said that to win pretty, you need to know how to win ugly, and he said uh, looking at the squad, we need to win ugly a lot, um, and 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 time will it will get better. Um, but he he say the game against Liverpool where he dropped players, um, I think sent a message. Mm. And when you drop, arguably like the one of the, he's in the argument for the best player ever to grace a football pitch, and you say no, you're not playing. And I mean, Ronaldo was annoyed that Harry Maguire got dropped as well. So I mean. <laughs> He's, uh, that was a really badly done joke, but um, I was just—I was trying to imply for those of you who are a bit slow that Harry Maguire is the best player ever. He's quite <laughs> clearly not, uh, but Ronaldo did get dropped as well. Um, but I think he's—he sent a message to that squad, and when they, when they didn't run against Brentford and they got beat, and he made them come in a day after and run until they—they matched the stats. It's—it's it's one of those that he's—he's he's sending a message. This is what we're doing, and this is how we're playing, and I'm here to stay. Um, and if you don't like it, get out. So, I think they're too far away to to beat you. I think you'll 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 do them. Um, but I don't know actually because you got you've got. I know I said it about that Anthony. No one's ever heard of him, but he's played for Ten Hag, so he's going to come in. Martinez next to Varane looks like the centre back that that. We all knew he they could potentially be, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's one of those that on on the right day they could beat you. Is it too soon? Obviously, the first game in the Premier League, they're looking at dropping Anthony in is against Arsenal, who are unbeaten as of today. That may not be the case where it comes, but I think it will be. Um, it's going to be a hard game for him mm. to, to sort of it's like a um, trial by fire sort of thing. Um, I think you could, you could do it, you know. And the reason I say that is, Man City, oh, I'll never say die, but a couple of teams, Crystal Palace did it, Newcastle have done it. They've taken it to them, and they've struggled. Um, they've they've come back and got results, uh, but they've not won. So they've already mm. dropped two point or, or a couple of points. Um, and 
I don't know. I just it it feels right that that Arsenal could do it. I mean, Spurs are going to be up there, but but when you look at the other teams, it's going to be a weird season. Barring Bournemouth, Liverpool have struggled. Manchester United have struggled. Chelsea have struggled. It's the Leicester who are a force. Wolves who are always thereabouts in in sort of top half of the table. Everton who have been um, a, a sort of a mainstay of the Premier League are all struggling. West Ham, we, we're not the team we have been for the last two seasons. We're really not. We've spent lots of money, but we're not. So it's it's one of those weird seasons. So I think you've only got to play against Man City. And it's not a case of being better than them. It's just being more consistent. Mm. And, and that's, I, th- I think that's one of the things that's going to be key for us is the level of consistency. Um, <clears throat> obviously, we, we've already seen patches over the last few games to show weaknesses. Now, again, I appreciate we're a young squad, um, but there's not really been that many additions into the squad. We've cleared out a lot of Deadwood, people that didn't want to work for the badge or whatever, just putting on a shirt for the sake of uh, picking up a paycheck, and we've got rid of them. Yeah. So it now seems to be that the people that, w- that are there are players that want to be there and want to do well for the team. Yeah. The additions that we've made, or the, and I, I said this in uh, my first predictions, that the <clears throat> granted we've signed Marquinhos and um, Fabio Vieira. They're two players I think are ones for the future. Um, but with Zinchenko and um, Gabriel Jesus, they they are people that are going to come in and make an immediate impact, and they have already made that impact into the team. We're starting to see people such as um, Granite Xhaka, uh, Thomas Partey, um, Odegaard. Odegaard was, was kind of an exception to the anyway because he was, start, he was starting to do the pressing and all that sort of stuff. But when you're seeing the likes of Gabby Jesus um, pressing from the front, yeah. but Dre, um, coming back to help out with the, the team, but then being in the right place at the right time to, to go forwards as well, to, to give assists and con- contribute to goals, I think is going to be better than goals or, or this. Yes. From, I'm going to say. Um, and uh, there's there's part of me that's really excited about this season. And I don't want to get too ahead of myself because whenever I start to get excited about us playing well, we seem to go on a bit of a, a downturn. Well, that's what I'm um, hoping. I think, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> No, no way will we do an Invincibles thing. I don't think we will ever see that again in in our lifetimes. I'll be very surprised if we do, unless there are massive reforms within the Premier League and owners can just chuck money at your, your club or whatever. I don't think that there will ever be that again. But I, I still stick with that we're going to go top three, top four. Yeah. There, there will be a blip, I'm sure of it. And like I said to you before, I think we're, we're still a couple of signings away from being to having that full strength in depth. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I am really excited to to see where we are at the moment. Mm. Well, we've got two games coming up this week, and one of them I think will be a bigger test than the other. Yeah. And I'm very much looking forward to it. Well, I think it's one of those things. It's going to be a strange season because there's a World Cup in the middle of it. So that mm-hmm. could change the, the, the fortunes of many teams. Um, but also, if you start to get that decline just before, it gives you a little bit of a break to recoup with those players who are not going. I mean, will that give 
an advantage to some of the teams who are lower down, who are not going to have as many players going to play the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It could really turn the season on its head. Um, I think West Ham, if we if we get to the final of every competition this year, it's like seventy five games, and that's not included in the world. That's not including anything at the World Cup. Lex and Rice potentially could pay what's it another sixteen games. So what's that? 85, 90, 90 odd games this season. That's going to take an effect on players who get to the finals and play every game. Yeah, it's it really is. Um, so so it could really turn it on its head. Um, but I think you made a, a good point there that there is uh, a double header for both teams this week. Um, uh, so do you want to uh, give us a little bit of a rundown why I changed my outfit? Yeah, sure, no worries. Um, so do you want me to go through the um. Do you want me to go through the scores from last last week? Yeah, I think you should. And and for okay. those of you who are audio listeners, um, obviously we play for this little trophy that I'm currently holding up that I, I haven't had my hands on since last season uh, because we haven't seen each other. So I did uh, fashion a crown. Um, <laughs> Because I am the champion, uh, in 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 light of not having the trophy, but I now have both, so I feel like a king. Um, <laughs> oh, mate, it makes me feel sick saying that when it's not on my desk anymore. It's here. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat some cereal out of it tomorrow. <laughs> Might give it a wash first. It's a bit dusty in there. But. Um, right, so looking at the predictions last week, obviously we mentioned about the Man U-Liverpool game uh, just before it kicked off. Yep. Uh, as for a bit of a bonus point or three, um, you went for a 2-1 to Manchester United and I went for a 3-0 Liverpool. Um, obviously the score was 2-1. Um, I also won 20 quid off of a free bet. Exactly, that's what I was just about to say. So three points to you for that one. Very good. Um, looking at the uh, Saturday games, Arsenal versus Fulham, you had a 2-0 prediction and I had a 3-1. Um, the score was 2-1, so it's a point each. Yep. And at the Aston Villa-West Ham score, I went for a 2-1 to West Ham and you went to 1-0 for West Ham. Come on, <laughs> this is why I've got a crown and a trophy. Yes. So that's three points to you, a point to me. Um, so the scores overall this week, Ian, you managed to score seven points and I scored two. So that moves the season's total <laughs> up to, Ian, you're on 14 hey. and 10. Double me points in a week, it's all I need. It's the crown, I tell you, it's the anticipation of putting this on my head. I don't so, quite go with my hair cut, but... Nah, no, nah, you go fuck yourself. So for this week, we have, as you mentioned, a double header: Arsenal versus Villa on Wednesday, West Ham versus Thursday, and then on Saturday, I think you said Chelsea versus West Ham, then Sunday, the four o'clock kickoff, Man United versus Arsenal. Yep. Uh, so we'll start on the Saturday game, um, Arsenal versus Villa. Uh, sorry, Saturday game, the Wednesday game. Yeah. Um, Arsenal versus Villa. Villa um, are having a bit of a torrid time at the moment. Uh, haven't picked up any points as yet, or have they only picked up one point? Uh, Villa have got three points. Oh, three points. Um, okay, so um, yeah, they're not they're not doing very well after three games. Game, sorry, um, we are starting to see. Obviously, one of the other predictions that we had at the start of the season was the sack race as well. So you've gone for Gerrard and I've gone for Lampard. Um, we could see um, if if Aston Villa continue on this trajectory um that might be a bonus point coming your way sunshine apparently they were booed off the pitch they on was. saturday 
um, and it'll be good uh, as well for us to uh, to do an over Amy Martin. Uh, so we've already got Bern Leno off the um, uh, for the for the wins for us. We've got Fabianski coming up for for West Ham, and also um, Emmy Martinez on Wednesday. So that'll be another scalp uh, for ex Arsenal keepers. Um, we are at home for this one. And I think we will do very well at this. Uh, I'm going to go for 4-1. Ooh, very close to what I'm going for. So I think this is the game that Gerard loses the plot. Um, And I think he's either going to implode on the sideline of the pitch or he's going to get sacked. Or a little bit of both would be good. Um, I don't mean that in a disparagingly if I want to see someone lose their job. But it's not... It's not that Aston Villa haven't got the ability. They've got lots of very technical players. They're just not trying. Um, and I think the fact that Gerard probably is looking at Rangers now going, oh, hang on, I could be playing in the Champions League. Um, but I'm not. I'm sitting with, with this Aston Villa team who are shite. Um, and I've spent lots of money. Uh, I'm going to go 4-0. Oh, okay. just, just because of the... Lack of effort, we see them show against us, and we're not showing any effort. We had a diabolical first half, and we still beat them 1 0. Okay, so that moves us on to uh, West Ham versus Tottenham. West Ham, you are playing at home. Yes, this is a game that being at home, if the obviously we've come off a high of a win, so everyone will be a little bit excited. Playing Tottenham form goes out the window. Uh, although they are doing very well, I'm going. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be optimistic. Two 0 West Ham because form goes out the window, um, and I, I just feel like it could be the new signing galore, become cult hero, and then be rubbish for the rest of the season. Um, so yeah, two two nil to West Ham. I'll be happy with that because um, obviously no one likes to see Spurs win. Yep. Um, even the game against Nottingham Forest yesterday, I was uh, Nottingham Forest looked pretty good yesterday, mm. and I, I I just can't stand Spurs. I can't stand Harry Kane. Um, granted, he is world class, and I think he will score. But like you said, form does go out the window, and you are on an upturn trajectory now. I've said trajectory twice or three times now in the course of this podcast. Um, so I'm Word of today. <laughs> it was on my, it was it was on my toilet paper. So um, no, I'm I'm hoping that this will be um, a win for you guys. I'm actually going to go slightly different. I don't think Tottenham will win because I've got to be honest. Whilst they are grinding out results, I think they have looked pretty poor. Son is off uh, form at the moment. Um, so and Richarlison got a good kick up in the air for for showboating yesterday as well, which was nice. Yep. Um, I'm going to go for a two-two. I think on this one, I'll I'll take a draw if I'm honest at this point, because we need we need some points. We need some goals. Um, yeah, we've only scored once this season, but yeah. Okay, so moving on to Saturday then. Um, you travel to Stamford Bridge uh, yep. to play against Chelsea. Um. Interesting one because Chelsea don't have a striker, but they they have started to 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 the wheels have started to turn. That inertia has started to go. They could be with a new sign in, lost a couple of players, so that that puts it up in the air a little bit. 
I'm not feeling too confident. We have got some results against Chelsea previously, um, but I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to hold my breath. So I'm going to go for three-one Chelsea. Um, I don't know where to sit with this one because again, it's another London derby. It's another one that it depends on what way the wind's blowing. Yeah, I think I'm going to go 2 1 to Chelsea on that one. Fair enough. Um, and then on Sunday, the four o'clock kickoff yep. uh, on Super Sunday, Arsenal take on Manchester United at Old Trafford, I believe. Yep, Old Trafford. So, where do I think this one's going to go? Um, I think this is going to be our hardest test already, and people are going to judge us straight yep. away on the back of this result. Um, even if we've got five wins out of five at that particular point, and if we only scrape a draw, um, people are still going to be on our case. Um, but at the same breath, you could also see us losing the game. Um, and this is this is at Old Trafford, yes? Yes. Um, I think... Do you know what? I'm gonna be, I'm going to be fairly confident on this one. I'm going to go... For or a scrappy 2-1 win to us. Um, but I think this is going to be a similar sort of thing. That, so uh, maybe get pegged back, I'd say, fairly early. Um, and then we'll equalise just before half-time and then score the winner late on in the half. I know we had a bit of a all-run right with them a little bit last year. Um, yeah, I think I think 2-1 to us on that one. Yeah, I mean, this one, being at Old Trafford, could do you a favour. I think if you go ahead early, the Manchester United team or crowd will get onto the team. If they go ahead early, then they'll be right behind them. Um, so the, the sort of the, the 12th man comes into play in this game. <sighs> I'm going to sit on the fence, you know. I'm going to go one all. I, I think you might pip it. But I just I think if they if they start well when they're they're playing all right, the crowd will get behind them, and then it's a hard game. Yep, and it's always been um, a bit of a, a fiercely yeah ch- ch- challenge game. Well, historically, like during the nineties and the two thousand early two thousand. Yeah, it was. It was, um, a, it was it, a fiercely battled contest between the two teams, and but through one stage or another, we've either been really shit or they've been really shit. Um, but I think looking at, as you mentioned, some of the signings that they've made, um, some of the philosophies that are coming down from, from Ten Hag are starting to show through. Um, I'm, I'm hoping with the, the run of games that we've had so far and the confidence we've yeah. built up on that, um, it could stand us in good stead. So, yeah, I've, I think if providing we win against Aston Villa, Which that momentum should carry us forward yeah, yeah. Um, and say, I say so, yeah. if they if, you, if they get a goal we, even if it's an, uh, an own goal do you know what I mean off of one of your defenders uh, in the first half then that's a game if you score first I think you'll walk it and it'll be a, be like 3-1 something like that but I'm, I've gone one all just on the basis that anything can happen um, but yeah so I, I mean I'll remove my crown because that's the predictions over with and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not king of any everything. Just predictions. Um, obviously, let us know what your predictions are either on Twitter or comment section on YouTube, wherever you want to 
go, join in with it. It's all good fun. Um, and yeah, see if you can better our results on a week in, week in, week out basis. Let us know. Um, I don't really know what else to add to this, Mike. I'm just going to say, uh, I'm sorry, I just want to just, because um, I've seen something which has really annoyed me um, uh, on social media in terms of, have you heard of the, the news channel, VN Sports? No. Okay, so uh, it's an overseas football channel um, and you've got the likes of uh, Andy Gray and... Oh, yes, yes, I, I, um, I have I have heard of them. I've not. I'm not saying I've seen recently, but I have heard of them. Right. So I can't remember the the other guy's uh, name. It used to be uh, not Martin Tyler, is it? No. Um, something Richard Keys. Richard Keys. Yeah, who got done? Yeah. didn't they? They both got done at the same time. Yes. So they're obviously on this overseas uh, thing. Anyway, he's he's come out and basically um, uh, this this has been trending over the last kind of 24 to 48 hours about how he he hates Arteta. Yeah. Um, and he, he thinks the fact that we've just beat Fulham and the way, are we, are we over-celebrated um, against the newly promoted team, blah, blah, blah. Um, now, I take an issue with this. Yeah. Um, in the fact that you've seen the journey that we've been on over the last two to three years with Arteta, some of the difficulties that he's had um, with some of the results, some of the performances, and we've just put a back-to-back-to-back-to-back a back to back to back win. Um, we've come from behind on that game. It's the first time we've been able to do it this season. Yeah. And we ground out the result, and he says that we've over-celebrated that. And I take issue with that, because that's kind of undermining all fans. Um to, to basically say you shouldn't be happy with a win, even if it is against a newly promoted team. You, should, you shouldn't be happy with a win. You should expect that win against a newly promoted team. And he, he said something that's like a celebrating mediocrity. I'm sorry, for, for a team that finished 8th, 8th, 5th, and now currently sitting at the top of the league, the only team that hasn't had a loss so far, yep. um, I think he needs to shut the fuck up. Um, and he talked about it talked about how Arsenal were over celebrating on Saturday. When you see the state of Tottenham celebrating a two 0 win or after Harry Kane goal, you think they won the Champions League? Um, yeah, and, and I mean this is that, that's Fulham's first loss of the season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, opening day held Liverpool to two all, which no one expected. Yep. Then they went to Wolves, which Wolves are a bit bang average this season, but nil nil. Um, they beat Brentford 3-2. Brentford are a good team. Um, suffering a little bit this season, but they're a good team. And then to come to you, and it wasn't it wasn't a straightforward result. They they fought for no. it. They're fighting. Um, I, yeah, I think it's I think that's unjustified. I think there's a bit of sen, 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 what's the word sen 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 sensation no uh, sensationalisation. Is that the right word? I don't have to pronounce that right. Um, by him to try and get some traction on media to, to get people looking at him again. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, most famously got got rid of by Sky for his comments about women. Um, but yeah, uh, 
I think in the manner that you won, it deserved a celebration. Yeah. I, I think the, the the mentality that Arteta's trying to put forward is play everything like it's a World Cup final. If 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 you don't win, you're a disgrace. Like, and that's not a bad mentality to have. But yeah, no, I I I firmly side with you on this. I think that is most unjustified. Yes, so he can basically suck my bollocks. Um, if I'm being completely honest, and I know this won't get to him, um, but if it does, already, yeah. we'll have you. Yeah, get yeah. on the K- next KSI undercard, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking have you, so I, um Yeah, no, can't stand him, prick. That's really annoyed me. Um, <laughs> I think yeah, I think you the, the, I think you had the moral high ground until then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, oh, uh, but no, it was it was good to see that there was a few people that have actually called. And again, um, yeah, you're you probably are right. Um, kind of drawing attention to himself um, because he's so. Small and pathetic. I think I read somewhere that he slept with his friend or left his wife when she had cancer or something and slept with his daughter's friend. Well, something that was brought out on Twitter. I don't know whether it's true or not. But, um, yeah, Laura Woods has called him out on it. Um, there's been quite a few people that have called him out on it. It wouldn't surprise me if the likes of Darren Bent and um, Michael Richards or uh, those sorts of people fucking jumped to our defence. Yeah, I mean, um, I, d- I do think it's a case of is of maybe he's, he's just trying to 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 create controversy to to get some attention over to where he's going. And if if he has if if that's what his his plan was, then then fair play, he's sort of achieved that. But um, yeah, like I can't I can't see that he's right in that thinking. But everyone everyone's allowed no. an opinion. Doesn't mean you doesn't mean that ever anyone has to listen to it. No, exactly, exactly. Okay. But he's still an arsehole. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was it for me. And on on that on that very special note, I think that's uh, that's where we should uh, we should call it uh, a week this week. So we'll see you next week for uh, obviously a roundup of transfers. Um, obviously, it could be an exciting deadline day, and then yeah, we'll go from there and and see what see what happens. So until then, I've been Ian, I've been Mike, and we will see you next week. Thanks very much.